When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Halloween, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Steve is out. Matt Belanger is in. Hi, good morning. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for being here. It's my honor and privilege. I appreciate your invitation. Love the costume. What are you talking about? Are you a news guy? <laughs> what my what gave it away in my foundation? <laughs> a little bit. I, know, I loosened up my tie for you. Aren't you proud? Yes, thank I've you. I've already got the sleeves rolled up. I'm ready to rock and roll. All right, Let's awesome. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Woo! You you already got your candy and everything <sighs> for well, the I keep eating it. I mean, I just keep you know. I, Do you really? Not, is it chocolate? Yeah. I love what's chocolate. your What's your poison? Uh, definitely chocolate. One hundred grams. Those yeah, are those my are favorite good. little candy bars. Those are pretty uh, good. Um, but yeah, I've been slowly eating it. But we don't get a lot of trick or treaters. I don't know what's going to happen with this snow. I, I mean, either. is that going to impact people being willing to go out tonight? I don't know. I I think they're gonna they're gonna muster through. I think that I think the parents are not gonna want to disappoint their kids. Yeah, that's true. They're and all if, gonna be in little parkas. It worked on a co- yeah. Nothing ruins a costume like a coat. I, mean, <laughs> I you know. know I, mean? I know. It's okay though. <laughs> what are you? I, I, honestly, I woke <laughs> up this morning. And I knew I heard the you know that we were going to get maybe an inch. Mm-hmm. I didn't think an inch was going to cover my entire lawn and all my trees. Where did you think it was? What did you think? It I was just thought be? an inch is just you know just a little baby boo. Yeah, no, it, it was. I thought it was just going to be a dusting, a dusting, yeah, and coating. then it was going to disappear. Yeah, it should later today. The meteorologists were talking about, so that's good. It's going to warm up. Should- I mean. And it'll be like almost 40 degrees next week, so. Yeah, you'll get those leaves raked eventually. I'm damn right I will. I'm not raking them. I'm having someone come and blow them. Listen, uh, I know we gave you a hard time about the leaves yesterday, but that the pictures you showed, you have some serious leave action going on on your, on your property. Like, that's. I can't keep up with that's it. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's just here. <laughs> Oh, 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 really? I mean, the cabin is just all, oh. it's in the woods. All oh, your satellite you know? homes. <laughs> I know, I know, it's, I sound like Steve now with his rich people problems. Oh. Um, Do we still have to talk about him even though he's not here? Well, this he's, he's going to call us at 10. Can I leave for that segment? <laughs> yeah, if you want to. I'll take a walk or something. Fine. You Steve know. is in New York, by the way. He's doing a Halloween segment with Kelly and Mark. In New York City. New York City. I can't wait to hear about his dinner and his hotel room. Oh, and his first class mm. seat and how he accidentally <sighs> ate the guy's sandwich next to him. 
It's all a thing. What anyway, is this, what is this I hear about you decorating for? No, wait. You, oh, you, I did. You, you you can't get your leaves cleaned up to save your life, but uh, you already start decorating for Christmas. I what? did. I did. I'm just. I'm doing a slow roll. Okay. So on Sunday, uh, <clears throat> I you know I put out some Christmas pillows and blankets and wreaths and before thank before before Thanksgiving before Halloween. You, you did, damn right. I did. Doesn't that feel weird? A little. Yeah, I don't care. Okay, all right. I, you know, I kept it, like, in the doorway, very Halloween-ish. Okay. For the kitties. What the people see. Right. <laughs> I didn't put the tree up yet, but you know who did? Who? Zamboni. He does not he, have his Christmas his tree His tree up. is up, it's decorated, it's lit. Oh. Mariah Carey is defrosting. <laughs> she's ready to... Tomorrow, people, Mariah Carey is yeah. out of the, the cryo chamber, and she's ready to go yes. for, the, for the season. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't do anything for Thanksgiving, really, so I'm not going to put up turkeys and... Yeah, I no, cornico- no cornucopia. No cornucopia, Little even pilgrims. though I have a cornucopia that I made for my mom Aww. when I was, like, in second grade, and I still have it. Maybe I'll bring that out. Maybe I'll, I'll at least show you guys a picture of it. It's adorbs. Cute. Thanks, man. At some point today, I want to talk about random, vivid childhood memories. Okay. Because I, I don't know why it came into my head today, but um, <clears throat> I haven't. I want to talk about this because I have this random memory of an of a, a moment in my childhood that is like totally not a big moment. But I can I can see it so vividly, like I rem- and it's almost like as I was living through that, I knew that I was going to remember this stupid moment forever. So how I'd, old were you? Uh, for, uh under ten. Mm. Okay, okay. Ten or less. I don't remember exactly. Okay, but. I mean, I have memories from when I was in my crib. Oh, I can kind of remember that too. But this is the stoop. This is so dumb. But it's it's something I will never forget for some screwy reason, <laughs> and I cannot wait to talk about it. I want to. I wonder if other people have these weird, random things. I bet they ta- do. I'm not talking about big, you know, birthdays or holidays or momentous occasions. Right. This is just a kind of a. I mean, it was kind of momentous in a way, but it was also now. Now you look back on this happening and this new thing coming being brought home. I'll give you a little hint there. You know, we we. My dad went and bought something and brought it home for the first time. Aww. And we were all like, oh. But um, anyway. When was, do you want to do that? Let's, I don't know. Fi- let's uh, pick a time, anytime. We'll, let's we'll do, do it. it right now. We'll wor- uh, workshop it right now on the air. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, you want to just do it after the break? You? Do you want to just do it after the break? Sure. Why not? Let's get. Let's let's, let's not make the people wait. Okay. So we'll and if you have out. one, send us an email yeah. in the meantime. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. <sighs> Uh, you get all your stuff done before the snow came. Um, yes, and thank you for thank you for asking. Thanks for asking. That's what my shirt says that you gave me. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking. Thank you. The, it's been a journey. I'm telling you, I've been a little all over the place, scattered. Um, I mean, it's home home stuff, folks. So we got like a roof because of the hailstorm, and then we decided to do siding because we just wanted to do it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know how, like, with houses, like, one thing leads to the next? Mm-hmm. And so, if the siding's coming off, well, then you should really talk about, like, insulation. Because you don't want to, like, go through your new siding at a later date to try to re-insulate your old house. So, then it's, like, talking about this and this. And it just snowballed, and it's been a month and a half. It took a month and a half 
for this project. And we're, we're blessed to be able to do it. And we're very thankful that we could pull it off and, and all these wonderful things. But it's also like living through the nightmare. <laughs> like, you know, don't touch that light switch. It's not hooked up to anything. Right, and, right, right, and right. like, you know. And the, oh, by the way, the oven doesn't work. Yeah, like all your routine yeah. is all messed up. And like, oh, the, watch the nails when you take the dog out because the roofing nails right. are all over the yard. You know, so well, crazy. just so you know, it never ends. That's the sad part when you that I'm own realizing. A home, it never ends. There's always a project, and you're like, okay, I'm going to do that in the spring. Yeah. But that can wait probably till next year. Yeah. I have a, a ceiling that's falling down. Still? Like, you it, told me about that months ago. It's not my ceiling per se, it's the popcorn. Yeah. And I'm told, because it doesn't appear to be any water damage, but it's um, um, like a bad application. Yeah. And so I've been putting that off for. I don't know, six years. So it's just like snowing in the one room in yeah. the corner. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll come down and I'll be like, oh my God, what is this big chunk of whatever? Does it have glitter in it? N- thankfully, no. no I was going to say, no. it's, like, it's like your house knows that's not in style anymore. Right. It's trying to send you a message. I do love sparkles. <laughs> get get those popcorn ceilings out of there. Well, honey. I don't even think I'm going to redo, I'm just going to reapply the popcorn ceiling. I do you know how expensive and that it, is to scrape it and it's yeah a, and, and it's I'm not mess. financing stuff. It's a mess. You're Correct. smart. You're smart. I'm just gonna redo. I'm not gonna live there That's forever. So if I was if I was gonna you know planned on dying there, I'd be like, of course I'm gonna upgrade. <laughs> but no, I'm just trying to get by. I know. So aren't you we know? all? Aren't we all on this snowy Halloween? Guys, and the here? struggle is real. <laughs> Tell me about it. Anyway, oh, yeah. well, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. We're gonna Yay! have a great three hours. Yes, we are. Uh, coming up at 11:30 today, we've got the same name game with Rocco. That's a lot of fun. Also, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge coming up at 10:30. I could really use a win there. Uh, we'll talk about Taylor Swift's friends being worried that she's moving too fast in her current relationship. That is coming up at 9:30. But when we come back, we're going to talk vivid childhood memories with Matt Belanger next. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. We're talking fun and Steve's not here. It's a Steve Reprieve. Steve Reprieve. He is in New York City. Matt Belanger from 5 Eyewitness News is filling in today. Don't worry. We're still going to have a little Steve at 10 o'clock. Yeah, we will. check in. It's okay. Whether we like it or not. Yeah. We'll just tell him he's on the air during a commercial break. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good, buddy. (laughs) I hear all the the taxis honking in the background. We get it. Oh, wow. No, it's good. We we love hearing from his adventures all around the world, I imagine. Has he ever, ever called in from over, anywhere not in the U.S.? Got, I don't think so. Gotta get him. Gotta get him over to London Town and see if he could, you know. He has been. He has been like oh, on a cruise sure. where he stopped at a bunch of places. Yeah. When he was with Twin Cities Live. Mm-hmm. He never called in though. Oh, I was too busy. Thanks with for that. asking. I know. All right. So you some this has been on your mind. You've had some kind of childhood memory that's. I've always Very wanted to vivid. talk about this, and I've okay. never talked about it with anyone. And here I am, and I'm like, you know what? We're doing it today. All <laughs> it's right. Halloween. Lay down on the couch. No, this not that couch. It's real you, dirty. I don't know what's been happening cost over you there. Eighty dollars an hour. <laughs> uh, listen, I need um, to see your insurance card. Yeah. Oh, oh it's okay. changing. Remember? Oh, that's <laughs> right. I don't have to check the spreadsheet. See if this is Damn. coming. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
Listen, so here's my vivid childhood memory. I, I guess I, w- I want to ask, and apparently you're telling me that you have some too. Yeah. I, I just. Unrelated to like a birthday or anything like that or right. a Christmas. Because you. You do expect to have those moments be big, but I have the most, I have two, and now that you and I have been talking, random things where I um, just, I mean, I can literally right now almost transport myself back and I'm there standing in the kitchen of my childhood home on South Drive in York, Pennsylvania, and with the nasty kind of gold brown carpet, I mean, and I can like visualize the pattern, and we had a fig tree in the corner, I mean, I can see it all, and what I am remembering is I, I'm like a kid, I'm under 10 years old, and I, and I, my brother was talking to like my mom, and I, I was like, oh, something's exciting's happening, dad's gonna bring something home, and, and then I, I have this uh, memory of looking out the front window, Big front living room window, and I see my dad pull in, and they're like, "Oh, dad's here! Dad's here!" And he brought the thing, you know. And he and I look out the window, and I see him carry this big box um, out of the car, walking in. It was our very first ever microwave. Ooh. <laughs> And you know how it was, was like... Was it a zenith? It was like... It was, I only remember the thing was real big, and it was probably doing some bad things to, like, you know, because we're staring at it while it's doing it, and it was probably zapping my brain or whatever. But, I mean, it had, like, the wood grain, like, brown sides. Okay. And, and it was, like, way too big, you know. Because um, it, it goes on the counter. It, it had its own special place, you know. It was like we had to clear an area for it. Wow. And then we all like were mesmerized by using the microwave. And of course, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So like we were right. late to the microwave party. Oh, we, other, I never other, had a microwave yeah. or a dryer. Other people had them way. But it wasn't like we were cutting edge at all. But um, when it came to our house, it was a big deal. But I can I remember how I felt how excited it it was it, it's just so random like it brings you right back right there and similarly i'll get my other one out of the way here and then i want to hear about yours donna the um we're talking about vivid childhood memories just random things that you can just really vividly remember you you mentioned you had a scary-ish one that you have and mm-hmm. and, and that made me remember too i was having a nightmare kind of a uh, it was uh, i was same age probably as a microwave time in my life and um i just got spooked and you know how when it's dark and you're trying to see in the dark and sometimes shadowy figures mm-hmm. you see and you think you see stuff and then your brain is like um seeing these monsters that aren't even really there i got so scared i got out into the hallway and i but i was scared to wake up my parents and so i thought there's there were like these shadowy figure monster light things like coming down the hallway but every time i would blink they would reset and go back down the end. And then like Weird. if I would stare, they would come closer and then I would blink and then we'd go back. And, and so I, I was up all night sitting in the hallway scared because I was afraid to go back to sleep because these monsters were going to come down the hallway and get me. And I had to sit there and blink to like keep them away. And, I, and I just I remember that, too, so vividly. I don't know. Random. Thank you for letting me talk about this. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I long story short. My parents had the only air conditioner in the house in their bedroom. Mm. So when it was really hot at night, my I had three siblings. They would get sleeping bags, sleep in mom and dad's bedroom, and I was still in my crib. I don't know if... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I was two or if I was three, but they just threw me in there because there was no other place to sleep on the floor. Yeah. And I had a dream. I was in a warehouse and... A tin man was there. Oh. My dentist had a tin man outside of the exam room. Oh. So I think that was always in the back of my head. Picked it up. Neighbors were there. All of a sudden, a door shuts behind everybody, and I'm left alone (gasps) in this room with the tin man. I look, and all of a sudden, I see a ghost. I open my eyes in my crib, and this flowy figure milky kind of figure was hovering above me spooky and to this day i remember that and i think that's why i'm i'm afraid of scary movies and i don't like supernatural movies wow crazy so that was my my one and then there was another i was at a museum this is a real story and my dad had bought us a bag of cookies okay and my sister was standing next to me, and we're looking at, I don't know, monkeys or something behind some glass. <laughs> okay. And I reach over for the bag, and I go, Susie, give me a cookie. Susie, give me a cookie. And I grab the bag, and I look over, and it's not my sister. <laughs> it's some random girl. And, and she was like, ah! And I was like, oh, my God. You're I gave mortified. Her, <laughs> totally mortified, ran and hid behind my father's leg. But, you know, little things like that. I don't know when people are supposed to have their earliest memory. have experienced their earliest memory that stays with them. It's kind of an interesting That's crazy thing to look into. Yours was like in the crib, like you can remember the crib yep. and like I think I can also kind of remember like one crying incident where I I definitely and I was not getting coddled. Like they were like letting me quote unquote cry out. out and I think I was mad, madder than a hatter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as kids get. Wonder. Yeah. But so. anyway, that's crazy. Crazy. Hmm. Oh, man. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Well, that, that was interesting that a couple of us had some spooky things because it is Halloween today. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. I have some real creepy uh, random facts for okay. today, real fast, before we take another break. Um, did you know that Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean ride is oh, haunted? Nope. It, but kind of, you could say, it originally featured real human remains. No, it did not. <laughs> that they, is a lie. They were acquired through the UCLA program. They had a big, you know, they put a lot of money into the ride, and then the creators went through and they thought the fake skeletons just were not convincing enough. So they put real, actual bones in there. Is that legal? And now they have said that all of the actual bones have been replaced, but um, who knows? Hmm. <laughs> is that creepy extremely dead bodies can get goosebumps folks in the living goosebumps are a nervous system response but in the dead it's part of a rigor mortis okay so that's like soon after death yeah like it's one of your body's reactions and oh i'm sure your body does other stuff I'm too sure, I'm sure, yeah, sure there's it, gas released and all kinds of other things perhaps mm-hmm, you know everything mm-hmm. everything just relaxes um uh let's see when you die the last sense to leave your body is your ability to hear really so you that the last thing is you can hear and then boop, then that's it isn't that wild and on that uplifting wow. note, <laughs> I want to know more about that. That's crazy, right? A little. Uh, yeah. 
Thanks, Maddie B. Well, whatever. All right. Well, when we come back, um, record labels are now trying to protect themselves from artists like Taylor Swift re-recording their music. And also, Taylor's friends are worried she's moving too fast with Travis Kelsey. We'll get to those stories and more coming up next on My Talk 107.1. And we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything Entertainment. Steve is out. Matt Belanger, filling in. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Appreciate that. Oh, my gosh. Have you been following the Taylor Swift um, (sighs) um, Travis Kelsey saga? Yeah. I mean, there's so much buzz, and it's kind of exciting, but, you know, I'm rooting for them. But I hear that you say, that some say, are they going too fast? Yeah, her friends. So, Selena Gomez, apparently... Allegedly, according to page six sources, Mm. is worried that her BFF is moving too fast with Travis Kelsey. She thinks, you know, her going to games and gallivanting through New York immediately after just meeting him is something that is very not like her. Right. She said, um, or the sources, historically, Taylor has always been super private about everything. And now with this relationship, she's so open that it just feels really odd to her friends. Like, what's going on here? I feel I will say that I feel like the game, the whole buzz about like, is Taylor Swift going to come to this game over in this city or that city? And like, while that was really fun and exciting and cool at the same time. Somewhere in my consciousness, I think it made me nervous because, like, I'm wondering, like, well, what if it doesn't go well? You know, like, what if this doesn't work out? And there's all this exactly. publicity. I mean, it's exactly what they're picking up on here. Exactly. Yeah. Because her last relationship, you hardly saw her with her boyfriend, and they were together for six years. This is Well, maybe she's trying something different. Uh, clearly. <laughs> um, but, you know, um Wow. I don't know. She's going all in. I mean, you know what? Maybe she's just going to trust love. She's just going to trust it. Well, they just like started dating a month ago. Right? So the first week of September. It's been, it hasn't been long. If That sounds about right. Although, yeah. you know, if you're spending that much time together, I do, I do believe you can fall in love. I could fall in love over a week's vacation. <laughs> I could. I mean, you know what I mean? You get yeah. swept away. Sure. That type of thing, but yeah, I well, mean, sometimes okay, the vacation thing, but then you come back to reality and it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> like it's not no, gonna, but then you feel sad, a and little, your heart is broken, and you miss the person for like another minute, and then you move on with your life. But, but uh, this is this isn't you know vacation mode for her, right? Like she, this is her every day, and they're kind of making it happen now. They're and they're putting a lot of time and resources and energy into this. She's supporting him. And, you know, going to games and things. And I mean, I feel like I feel like they're really trying. I mean, is what is it? What do you say? Publationship? What is? Brad, yeah. Brad oh, like? it's definitely a publationship. But, I mean, oh, yeah. Well, in publationship, Matt, doesn't mean that it's fake necessarily. That's what I was going to ask. Does yeah. it have to be like no. just for show? You're just or? taking advantage of the situation. Exactly. Oh. Like me with Steve being on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, you, you and I are, are having a publationship. publationship. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's it's. It is cute. It is unusual. It's not the way she normally is. It's not the type of guy she normally goes for. It's interesting that he reached out. There's a little part of me, and I don't know if you feel this way, Holly. There's a little part of me that thinks, 
even him saying he made her a bracelet and he tried to get backstage. Yeah. I almost feel like they were already hooking up before that. And that was just for us to give us a story. Oh, I like what you're doing, Donna. <laughs> I like this idea. I didn't think about it, but I'm all here for it. I think there that was a, a planted story. They had to come up with a way to explain this happening all of a sudden. Right. Like, like who is this guy? How did she meet him? Right. It's it's a cuter story. It's a nice meet cute. Yes. Right. <laughs> way cuter story. Him trying to get a hold of her and then what all of a sudden she's receptive to the idea it did seem it did seem like fast, you know, like bloop, oh okay, oh yeah. yeah, oh you made me a bracelet, let's go, you know, that was just mm. yeah, something. I, I just feel like we don't have the whole story. You know, little Hollywood radar is going off a little know? bit, a little bit. Yeah, uh, he's definitely not her type. I well, mean, from I, past boyfriends. Know? I mean, I you know, I just know what I see. Okay, but you can have more than one type, or or I don't know, your type can be nice guy. Sure. I mean, are you just talking, yeah. are you talking physically? Well, and I'm not being judgy. I'm just saying he's not who we typically see her with. We usually see her with musicians or artists right. or, and she sure moves very quickly. She was with a guy from the 1979, like five minutes ago and saying she's never been happier in her life. <laughs> it's just very, she's, got, she's up that the ADD generation, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I guess. Wow. Anyway, I hope it works out for these kids. Let's these kids look at you <laughs> pontificating with your. I mean, <laughs> he seems nice. I love you. Whatever, I love you too. Anyway, so get a load of this. What? So Taylor Swift just put out Taylor's version, nineteen eighty nine. Yes, her latest. You know the redo. The, all the redos she's doing to reclaim her music, her music. from the thingamajob. Yeah, right. Correct. Right. Yeah. And, of course, all the major music labels are noticing this. And they're trying now to prevent artists from following her example. Universal, Sony, Warner Music, they've all been overhauling contracts for new artists that prohibits them from re-recording music uh, until 10 years after they part with the label. Wow. Previously, it was typical for artists to have to wait five to seven after releasing the original album. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily after part- parting with the label. Yeah. Well, kudos to her. Or two years after their contract expires. Kudos to her for, for like, or, and her team or who, you know, whatever. For oh, figuring yeah. out, like, hey, we're just going to re record all these and well, reclaim them and the you know the you know there's like a room full of lawyers on all sides you know but uh I think who, she got a little tip from Kelly Clarkson on that one Oh yeah who gave her the idea via Twitter and was like hey you know there is a way for you to get your music back mm-hmm. because prior to her re-recording she wouldn't be able to use any of her music in movies documentaries anything like that because it would no longer belong to her mm-hmm. so One attorney who represents artists says the label's position is, hey, if we're going to spend a bunch of money creating this brand with you, then you should try uh, and create records. You should not try to create records to compete with us. Like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. And it is true. They spend a lot of money on artist development and branding. But at the same time, they don't own you forever. And, you know... 
especially if thing if it, if you part ways and you know you end up moving in a different direction. So I, there's 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 got to be a middle ground there because it can't they can't clamp down these contracts Forever. so tight that it doesn't afford any you know money making opportunities or whatever for the artists in the future. Sure. So yeah. oh, you're you're giving the That's record cute. companies a, a very generous. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're pretty greedy. Yeah, they're pretty mm. greedy. But sales of Taylor's original recordings, what you have to understand, they go way down when she re- releases the new version. Well, sure. But fans want the new one. It is interesting that 1989, which came out on Friday, sales of the originals have actually skyrocketed. Oh, interesting. People want to compare and contrast. Maybe that's what it is. Or they're just clicking on the wrong one. That could be. (laughs) They're like, "Uh, which one's the new one? I don't know. (laughs) That could be, too. They're probably going to start dropping eventually, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. And it is, you know, comparing the two. Yeah, to see what has actually changed and how it sounds. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that myself, actually. That sounds like a Rocco segment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I like that. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. He would be good at that, finding the differences. Yeah, because it's interesting to hear how much her voice has changed. Well, she's matured, you know, as a musician, sure. Very much so. And you could tell, like, her voice was a little more like this, and now it's, you know, a little more trained. And and right, the technique has improved. She's, you know, developed, I don't know, I'm not a singer, but, you know, more of this vocal skill that you need. Right. More dynamic ranges and thingamajobs. Yeah, she's hitting notes that I never thought she was going to hit before, which is (laughs) fantastic. Sometimes I hit notes that I never thought I could hit. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like driving in the snow for the first time in the season. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty slippery. Be Sorry. careful out there. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty slippery it out was, there. It was a tough drive, not to make light of it. It was, you know, no. a lot of incidents. Be careful. First one's always a doozy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because there's no chemicals, probably. They're not ready for it or anything. Mm-hmm. Got an email here from Roseanne who Ooh. says, maybe the NFL has paid her big bucks to pull off this sham of a relationship in order to boost mm. ratings. Well, I think we talked about that right here a while ago about how is this bringing new people to football. Oh, it absolutely uh, totally. is. I mean, I was even starting to be like, I wonder if Taylor's going to come to Minneapolis for the Vikings game or whatever. You know? I do think, Yeah. I mean, the cynical me is like something, there's something more to the story. It's not just this cute little relationship and she's popping up here and there. Mm. Well, Travis Kelsey, he's a savvy guy too. Remember, he had a reality show. Oh, I don't think I've, did he have it with his brother? Uh, it was called Ch- uh, Catching Kelsey, oh. and it was 2016. Mm. It was a dating show. So, oh, yes. so he is savvy. Uh, and also, well, the NFL, I don't believe that they're paying or doing anything, but they have said publicly that they're fully leaning into this. So those cutaways of Taylor Swift oh. up at the VIP booth, that is very deliberate on their part. Of they're course. Like, you know, remember, they don't pay anybody to perform the Super Bowl halftime show. Right. Yeah, good point. Nonprofit organization. <laughs> but okay. Well, they actually really are. Well, yeah, but yeah, mm. yeah. we're just putting it out there. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Phil says, um, "Oh, Taylor's back on tour again now, so maybe we're not going to see that much of those two together." Well, maybe that's why it was so much so fast as they knew their schedule they're most very busy professionals right. so you know this is our little window of time where we've very got, concentrated yeah. amount of sightings 
Yeah. Sightings. Right. It's like Bigfoot. Totally. Sightings. <laughs> There's been a sighting. <laughs> it kind of is in a way, if you think about it. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, okay, that's that uh, little bonus music news there. When we come back, oh, hey, um, a couple of things following the death of Matthew Perry. Some new information and details that we'll get to. And if you see something, say something that's coming up next. Hey, friends, what's up? Stevie Boy for my buddies at the Canopy Group. Uh, you know, I've been telling you about them for a long time, just that they do things differently. They have 16 different insurance companies that they work with, a team of 40 professionals. They've revolutionized the home and auto insurance marketplace. So they do have a challenge for you. This is like their October challenge. we still got a couple days. Call your insurance agent today. Say, hey, could you do me a quick favor? Uh, could you get me like 16 different quotes just from 16 different companies so that I know I'm getting the best coverage at the best price? Uh, there's going to be a long, awkward pause. That's sort of par for the course there, because why they only have one company from most of them that they represent so they can get you one quote. And that's not a formula for you saving money or making sure that you get the best coverage. At the Canopy Group, they check with their 16 companies. They bring you the five best quotes, and then they show you that, and then you get to make the choice. Whose coverage do I want at what price? You can choose. And by the way, they do an annual review for you. Year after year, they make sure that you continue to save. You can start saving money today when you go to the Canopy Group. Dot com. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. That's Matt Belanger filling in for Steve Patterson, who's going to be calling, I think, at about 10, 10.05, somewhere around there. I can't wait. He is in New York City. New York City? He's uh, working with Kelly and Mark. I don't even know when the show's on. I was going to say, maybe we could check. Don't, don't worry. No, uh, He'll tell you. <laughs> They got skyscrapers and stuff there in the big city. Yeah. Whatever. Steve Patterson's on the loose. We love him. We'll find out what he's up to. But in the meantime, let's do this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Uh, sadly, we lost actor Matthew Perry uh, just recently. I couldn't believe that when uh, I opened up the phone over the weekend and saw that. Somebody That's texted me and I was, nuts. lots of people texted me and I was like, no, 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 please, no, no. I just read his book and I just, you know, listened to his story firsthand about everything he's been through and Coming out on the other side of that right. looked like it was possible. And then this is just awful. Uh, here's a few new details that have come out. Uh, first of all, an autopsy has been completed, mm. but an official cause of death is pending the results of toxicology and other types of tests. Um, some other things, uh, some other developments, like in the months leading up to his death. Matthew Perry was in the process of starting a foundation to -hmm. help people suffering from substance abuse. I believe he also, he was working on something um, and was very happy about that. His memoir that I just mentioned, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, that hit number one on Amazon immediately following his death. TBS is doing a Best of Chandler uh, Friends Marathon. That is starting tomorrow, and it's going to run through Sunday. So if you want to check that out, that would be kind of fun. Um, 
Matthew's Fool's Russian co-star Salma Hayek posted some pictures on her Instagram. If you want to check those out, she said, I will continue to cherish your silliness, your perseverance and your lovely heart. Farewell, sweet Matthew. We will never forget you. That's the one thing that stood out to me. Um, In interviews, he just seemed like a very lovely person. Yeah. Like a very kind, sweet, humble person to me. And you know, when you're watching someone perform, like, you know, when you were watching Friends, they're obviously playing characters, right? All of them. However... I feel like no matter what, a little bit of you, the person, comes through in yeah. your performance. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, for sure. Of course, you're playing a character. Mm-hmm. He was playing a character on the show, but you still get a little bit of that person too, which is which is why we like to follow particular actors and actresses around sure. because you know, like like Jennifer Coolidge, for example. Like I love her. I have like an obsession with her. Yeah, and no matter great. what quote unquote character she's playing in a show, you know, I I will watch just because it's her and a little bit of her. Or a lot comes through right. in these performances, right. and so I so I think what I'm trying to say is people picked up on him being what just feels like a great guy. I agree yeah. with you totally. Yeah, for sure. Did you did you, have you already talked about? I mean, just the kind of the the mystery about you know that his body was not waterlogged, and you know the with the autopsy and things. I mean, that, that we have not talked have not talked about it, but I know the L.A. Times was saying that he was discovered underwater. Right, and everyone's like assuming he was he drowned. Uh, he was discovered by a bystander. Bystander calls nine one one, but by the time help arrived, yeah. uh, he had been repositioned by that person with his head out of the water. But he had already uh, passed away. Yeah, it's just it's a strange situation because apparently the first responders, you know, it doesn't seem like his body was in the water very very long. Right. But there's just lots of confusion still about the cause of death. I mean. They're still obviously trying to figure that out. And he had just played pickleball. I mean, I know. It, that, isn't that weird? Just the way of the world? I mean, yeah. And he, and his coach apparently was had just said that he was doing good. He was in a good place. You right. Know, the pickleball coach. So, um, But, weird. you know, you have that many health problems and your body takes that much of a beating. I know he he had COPD. He's a longtime heavy smoker. Mm. Um, you know, mm. who knows? Who knows? If there was some kind of medical episode. And, you yeah, know, I mean, you never know. I mean, you could have had a heart attack in the hot tub and then went under the water or right. something. You, you just, you, the, the possibilities are infinite almost. And, uh, and they're still investigating. So we'll, you know, we'll wait patiently here to try to see what this official verdict is. For sure. And I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. Um, so Max, as an HBO Max, is honoring Matthew Perry um with a tribute card at the start of each season of the sitcom on the streamer and it says in memory of matthew perry 1969 to 2023 and it flashes on screen i guess for approximately five seconds before the opening sequence all 10 seasons of friends are currently available to stream on max i have max i should start streaming this i think people are going to go back probably and do a a do a rewatch, you know. Yeah, I I was a a dabbler in Friends, so mm-hmm. I'm I I'm familiar with the characters. I'm familiar with a lot of the episodes, but I can't say I've seen all ten seasons. I've maybe seen twenty episodes. Yeah, I I'm, would say I don't know if I've even seen that, but 
I do think that it was, it had a, a huge, it was wildly popular, right? I mean, it oh, had God. a huge following. And some people like lived and breathed the show, you know. Well, you know what? It has a huge following now among young people. Mm. Like people who were rediscovering it because wasn't it on Netflix originally, Holly? Do you know? Yeah, it was on Netflix and then HBO Max because it's a Warner Brothers show. Right. Then it went over to HBO Max when they launched. And that was one of the big incentives to get people to subscribe at first. That's it was right. like, we've got friends. Yeah. Yes. And then you have all these, this younger generation. I know Colleen Lindstrom was saying that her kids were watching Friends, you know, because a lot of it, maybe some of the jokes don't hold up that great. Mm. But I think overall, I think the show holds up pretty great. I mean, what's more timeless than friendship? I know. Right? Right. And in your 20s, just think about your relationships in your 20s. Well, and sitcoms hadn't really focused on those kind of relationships. That's so true. You know, it was always the family unit or, you know, not that 20-something age, that age of adult transition. It was very rare. For it, it, yeah. And that was the novelty of it. It was like, oh, we're actually maybe seeing a little bit of our lives on screen in this way. Totally. I mean, if you think about it, though, I hope, you know, 20-something-year-olds weren't like, yeah, we're going to get an apartment in New York, and it's going to be three bedrooms, and we're <laughs> well, all going to live all, together, and we're going to pool our money. That apartment in New York <laughs> City would have been like $8,000 That a is month. my point. Like, I mean, it's just not, yes. nothing about the setup of that whole situation was realistic at all. But well, it, didn't she inherit it from her grandmother and oh, there was oh, uh, oh. rent control or whatever? They made it. They made it. Uh, they made, of, a they story. made it work, but... Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. I think people do watch, and they they see a little bit of themselves, perhaps. Yes, yeah. Holly, but also I think that they're just re- living living through that, you know, or or reliving that time in your lives. Yeah, through, through it's nostalgic. That. Yes, you're thinking back to like you know your twenties and watching it again and seeing these crazy yes. crazy kids having a good time. We need more shows like that. And then That's you true. know we had uh, how you met your how I met your mother, mm-hmm. and then um. What else? Were there any other 20-something? Because I know there was... I used to watch a show called 30-something. Um, were there any other 20-something friendship-type shows? That 70s show, maybe? Mm. Yeah, well, and teenagers. But even that's in the family unit. Right. That's you know, true. They're living at home. Right. You know, I would say that Seinfeld was the equivalent. They were older. They were in their 30s and 40s. Right. But also, I think what was pioneering, one of the things about Seinfeld, it was that... These were just friends. They didn't exist in family units. Yeah. Right. They just were people that hung out with each other, and it was about nothing, quote unquote. Yeah, right. Literally. Right. <laughs> and then you sprinkle in a little Kramer, and then there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Neighbors, friends, the whole. I love. Yeah. Kit that's true. Kali, that's profound. I hadn't really thought about that, but you nailed that one, huh? Well, on that note, should we let Holly go? Yeah, thanks, Holly. Hey, bye! Holly, you're the best. Thank you so much. Don't slip and slide too much. Yeah, be careful out there. Hey, when we come back, though, um, Mike, the big Zamboni, is going to have a dirt alert for everybody. And then I'm pretty sure we're going to hear from Steve Patterson. He'll be calling in live from New York City when we come right back on My Talk.